very much in favor of the counting of points. Does it work for you? No. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Run Through, the figure skating podcast where we will run through all the things that made us kiss, made us cry. I'm your host, Adam Rippon, and we actually have, I guess, not a special treat, but we have a treat because Ashley is actually not here today. I think she's actually doing run throughs. Couldn't make it. She's training, and I'm not training. But that doesn't mean I'm here alone. Hi, everyone. I'm Sarah Hughes. I'm not an Olympic champion, as is well established on this podcast, but Mm. I am, in this moment, a temporary podcast host. So Ashley actually told us she, she quoted our favorite program of the season and our favorite climate activist, Greta Thunberg, and Mm -hmm. said, I should be in school. Yes. So Ashley is in school. She has a big week of tests this week. And so we said we can take the reins. We can handle world team trophy. Yeah, which is what all the skaters in Tokyo said this week. They said some of them. Uh, Some of them said that. Yeah. And some of them said, oh, God, I wish I were on the beach. Oh, God, I wish I were on the beach. And some of them acted like they were on the beach when they were on the ice. They did. Laying down. They were, I'm not going to take this laying down. They laid down right away. <laughs> so I'm just going to have a seat. I'm just going to take a seat. So Sarah is normally in charge of fiercer fluts topics for Ashley and myself, but we figured it's going to be kind of hard to play without Ashley. But, you know, we're going to figure our way around it without fiercer fluts, but I'm still ready to get going. But we're still going to have fun even if we don't play fiercer fluts. Mm-hmm. Maybe we have a surprise a little later. Oh, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> the surprise is to embarrass Adam. Yeah, well, that's never a shock to me when it happens. Um, but also, we are then going to, when Ashley said we have a lot of things not planned in our last episode, she was right. But we've kind of come up with a soft launch of a calendar of like what we're thinking we're going to do this summer. I think we feel pretty good about it, right? Yeah, we feel pretty good about it. We love to make calendars. That's true. I do love. Oh, it's very true about me. I even have like a, I don't know if anybody uses like good notes, but like I use good notes and I literally have a calendar that I decorate like a five-year-old girl in preschool. Yeah, no. So this is like a digital calendar app that Adam uses. Adam, Mm -hmm. tell them how much money you have spent on the digital stickers that you've bought. No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think I'm legally allowed to do that. Um it's... let's say it's in the neighborhood of the appearance fees at World Team Trophy. <laughs> it's it's um I would say it's north of what you get paid to produce the podcast and south Zero. of okay, and south of 30 grand. <laughs> but it's um it hovers somewhere in the middle. For sure. I spent thousands of dollars. No, I probably spent, if I'm being honest, and I want everyone to know if I'm anything, it's honest. I've probably spent $100, which is, that's a lot of money for a digital sticker, but it brings me joy. What can I say? So, yeah, so that was 
what was what were we talking? Oh, uh, we made a calendar. We made yes. a summer calendar. Yeah. So that we'll, Adam has yet to put any stickers on. Not yet. 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 Yeah. But we'll get there. Um. So Sarah, I'm ready to talk about World Team Trophy. Did you watch? How did you watch? What did you think? I watched. Mm-hmm. I um. I watched the first day and a half on Peacock on replay, not live. I did not do live because I will tell you. Um, so Sarah and I watched the World Championships together, and I was in Atlanta, where Sarah lives in Atlanta. She's the queen of Atlanta. If you if you live somewhere in Atlanta, you know Sarah's the mayor. Adam loves to say the word Atlanta. Also. I I do because it has a lot of my favorite letters, like. Like A. A and L and T. And I actually, Atlanta. I like like to say it with that lilt. Um, Atlanta. So when I was there, we watched it live. And so we did subject ourselves to rhythm dances and short programs at 3 a.m. That's true. And we had ice cream. But yeah. I didn't have any ice cream this weekend. Because I ate it. Well, yes. Well, and you ate all the ice cream at my house. <laughs> that would actually <laughs> stop you. That would stop you from eating it. No, I haven't been to a store in months. No. So no, anything no, no. that you ate, I'll never see again. <laughs> That's kind of how I want it until I go back to Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't watch it live. I watched, yeah, I watched days one and half of day two on Peacock, and I watched the rest using a VPN on YouTube because I was too late, Yeah, and it had expired on Peacock. I have a grievance to air before we go in. I'm done. I'm actually so done with this time limit of how long I have the opportunity to watch. I think... NBC, please get your legal woes together. It's very hard because I missed day two. I saw day one. I saw day three. And then the legality kicked in. Yeah. Well, and you are nothing if not a law follower. Oh, God. I, yeah. I read the law book. I follow the law of the land. (laughs) I do. I... I am an upstanding citizen. Hello? My internet goes out. The, <laughs> I'm like, what? The FBI's like, no, we can't <laughs> let They're continue yeah. to lie like this. Uh, speaking of law books, yes. one of my overarching thoughts on World Team Trophy is that the scoring formula feels off to me. Mm-hmm. So, so, go on. Let's just say. The U.S. won very easily. Mm -hmm. Um, They scored 120 points. And then South Korea got second with 95 points. And Japan got third with 94 points. So really close. Right. Yes. I think the U.S. winning was... I think that's what you predicted last week, Adam. Like, that wasn't that surprising and feels well-deserved. And they had a really well-balanced team and great for them. Totally. The Korea-Japan split here mm-hmm. is bothering me a little bit. Okay. Because the South Korean team, as you and Ashley said last week, mm-hmm. was not balanced. It right. was heavily favoring single skaters. Yes. Primarily the women. Mm-hmm. And June. Yes. For the men. Yes. 
their dance and pairs teams got last mm-hmm. in all four of their segments. Right. Which that is I'm true. not saying anything about not enjoying watching those teams or those teams doing a poor job. I think they're a little less experienced. They're called in for this kind of event, and it's a bigger event against more experienced teams. Mm-hmm. But for a team to get last in all four segments in pairs and dance and be and get second mm-hmm. in the whole competition feels off to me. Right. Some might say, how did that happen? Well, huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> my favorite reaction to anything <laughs> happening. Yeah. So I believe, this is what I believe, that um, when World Team Trophy was first started that um it was pretty clear that in the climate of skating at that time that the u.s russia canada and maybe italy probably had like the strongest all-around teams but japan really wanted to host this world team trophy competition because i think it was also like in the it, it a precursor to having a team competition at the olympic games like what would this look like whatever And the way that it was constructed was that if you did not have strong pairs and dance teams, that you could still end up on the podium, which for a competition that's, you know, not a major ISU championships, I think they wanted to gear it so that the Japanese team with their strong single skaters would find their way to the podium if their single skaters performed, which is exactly what happened to Team Korea here. And I think, you know, the Canadian team was not as strong. And um, just the overall strength of the single skaters from Korea pulled them all the way through. Also, you know, you get double the points in a singles event. You have two two skaters in there. And last place in a pairs and in a dance is still seven points. So, you know, it's not getting last in, in a singles event. So it's it's definitely um, it's you have to be a really good single skaters country. Obviously, like at a Olympic team event, it's a little bit different. You have to be a much stronger all around team. Good single skaters don't hurt, but you have to be a it's a definitely more yeah, team focused. Right. Right. Yeah. I guess I was just kind of feeling like obviously there were. It's a one point difference. So there were a lot of different things that the Japanese skaters could have done to mm-hmm. get that one extra point to be in second or two extra points or whatever it may be. Yes. To get second. So I'm not saying this is all because the formula is wrong, but I felt I found myself feeling frustrated that Japan has done such a good job building their pairs and dance. Totally. Which a lot of countries don't do mm-hmm. and don't invest in, and they still were totally like I don't know they they totally had to rely on the single skaters basically well it almost feels like that like just even in the thought of like how overall their team seems to be more well-rounded that a a team that has great single skaters and uh, almost you know I mean last place it's sixth in in a group of six great teams Right. right so but it's like to know that those teams are the sixth best in that event like no question feels not well-rounded right that should have almost like that should make them maybe competitive for a bronze medal to have you know maybe Mm -hmm. like uh Mm -hmm. overall towards the middle yeah placing team a little off it doesn't feel totally wrong it just feels a little off and that is that was the first thing that i thought yes 
I mean, it's a, it's basically a single skating competition because it's kind of this is kind of shown that like the pairs and the dance are I mean, they're definitely helpful. Like, you know, it's obviously Team USA's win is helped by um, the dance and the pairs. They're winning all of their segments. Um, but you don't need strong pairs and dance to do well at World Team Trophy. We could we uh, I mean, arguably, we could have gotten seventh place. You and I? Yeah. Yeah, even with Ashley in school. Even Ashley being in school, even if Ashley had to compete in pairs alone, arguably she probably couldn't beat us because we are two people. So, But Ashley could get eighth. Ashley could have been eighth in the pairs event. So that is... That's true. That's something to think about. Which is only two places below sixth. Exactly. Which is a very... That's a very famous math problem, by the way. (laughs) Six plus two. Yeah. Yeah. So, since we're sort of on the Korean single skaters, I want to just say one thing. I think that I could trust Hae-in with anything at this point. I think that if there was um, a crisis going around and everybody's looking and you're like, there's a fire in the building, like, what are we going to do? I would look towards Hae-in because she seems so cool under pressure and she's just, she's going to get the job done. You would look towards Hayen one second after you pulled the fire alarm yourself. And started the fire. Yeah. Who started the fire? I did. And I You're and testing Hayen. I <laughs> it's a simulation. <laughs> and I just want to see if she'll just deliver one more time. And she will. She will. She will. No, she is remarkable. Yeah. I mean, this is this run of programs that she's having right now is remarkable. And the strength of the Korean women's program in general is remarkable mm, right now. Totally. And I mean, I thought this was a great event. Obviously, Hayin was great at this event and won both of the women's segments. But Ye Lim had a great event, too, especially after kind of a disappointing Worlds. It was really nice redemption for her also. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. I'm Watch out for the Korean women because I think we're going to start seeing three of them in the top six to eight every year totally at worlds which is really a testament to your ex-girlfriend right yuna kim yes and um yeah (laughs) that is exactly correct that's exactly correct but this is all happening because of your love life yeah and and i am sorry for that (laughs) i am sorry i'm saying uh, this is an official apology to everyone out there i am sorry for that but I think that um, definitely like Yuna's Olympic experience in 2010, this is sort of the result of that. And I think like the June and the Hayin of it all from the World Championships, you're going to see even more skaters coming up. And I think that this is now going to trickle into a pairs and a dance program. Because when you have an overflow of like an ab- abundance of riches then you find other people who like find other avenues or they you have so many people that are involved yeah. in the sport they see other things that they like maybe somebody's like oh i've always loved ice dance and now that there's so many people skating there's actually a way to get going on that and there becomes an ice dance program or there becomes a pairs program like you see in japan now so it's um you know korea is really establishing themselves as like a powerhouse that has multiple skaters ready to go and ready to challenge for really um high spots in a result sheet. Well, yeah, and they have 
three years before an Olympic team event where, like you were saying, they would need mm. better pairs in dance. I have to think they're like the Federation wants to focus on that. Totally. Here's what I want to focus on. Tell me. As you know, or you may not know. Okay, we'll find out. This weekend, this past weekend, was the final show of Phantom of the Opera on Broadway. It's been on Broadway forever. Uh-huh. Are you scared you'll never hear it again? Because I can guarantee you're going to hear it forever. I'm saying <laughs> this. I'm ready for it to be the final run off Broadway <laughs> on the ice. And if the last people I ever see do Phantom of the Opera are Daisuke Takahashi and Heian Lee, yeah. I'm happy. Oh, I'd actually be thrilled. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm willing to see a 10-year break of this music because every good Broadway musical does come back to Broadway and off-Broadway. And so, uh, <laughs> but it also needs a break. And I need a break. Yeah, the Phantom needs a break. Clara needs a break. We all need Clara a break. Clara is exhausted. Clara? That girl is not hardly a little- Hardly knew her. She, she's, <laughs> Clara hardly knew her. Yeah, she's not a little girl anymore. She's a woman and she's exhausted. Yeah, she's she's keeling over. She's keeling. Um, okay, from the women's, there was also one other really notable mention I um, want to bring up. Um, Maddie Skeez's short program. I really loved it. Yeah. Team event- Hero, yeah. Maddie Skeezus. National Canadian hero, Maddie Skeezus. Yeah, yeah. I think she actually said when she got off the ice after the short program, I guess team events are my thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to go off on her for a minute. <clears throat> what I want to say is this. Um, when I was at the Olympics with Mariah... I think Maddie Skeezus had the most consistent practices I've ever seen a human being have. I don't think I saw her miss one jump. I don't think she skated cleanly at the Olympics, but in all of the practices, I didn't see her. She did in the team event. Because team events are her thing. That's right. Right. (laughs) Team event girly. All the way. She's a team event girly. Yeah. And so I was really happy to see her skate a clean short program here. And I really like Maddie Skeezes skating. Like, I think she's really enjoyable. And her jumps are, she is, I think, I, if I am on oath, like, uh, like uh, on oath, what is it called? Taking, <laughs> under oath. If, if I'm on or under oath, <laughs> I <laughs> would I'm say. If I'm on a Bible. <laughs> I'm, okay, picture this. I'm sitting on a Bible. And, um. Okay, I think Maddie Skeezes, I think I'm wrong, but I think she's four or five. She's not tall. But her jumps are like five feet off the ground. She is a big jumper. So I just think that she's so, I love watching her skate in person. Wait, well. same thing with um, Anna Pizzetta, the second Italian girl. Yeah, how huge tall is she? Huge jumps. Yeah, huge. Oh my God, enormous. She's like making a phone call in midair. She called me and she went, I'm still up here. And then did a cheated triple toe on the end. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I've done that too. It's a kind of a classic and, move. I mean, speaking of that, the the girls are tired. Yeah. And by the girls, I mean the skaters, all of them. Yes. Which tired. understandably. I thought the this batch of short programs um, slash rhythm dance was so good. So fun to watch. Mm-hmm. 
people skating with so much more freedom. Totally. Than they ever do, which almost makes me mad watching it to watch it happen in April because I'm just like, oh, I feel robbed of this all season long when you cared more about the result. Mm-hmm. Can <laughs> you like, care less, everyone? Just care a little bit less. That's my that's my plea to all the skaters yeah. is just care a little less. <laughs> to the elite athletes of the world, stop caring. We get it. We get it. Stop caring. Yeah. It's so true, though. I mean, like, look at Maddie Skeezus, right? Like, no, I so many. Maddie, I've, I mean, Kevin, Kevin Amos oh, in the Kevin, short program, yeah. I was just, I mean. I know. He was, Ilya had the best pro- short program of his, you know, the dancers had amazing rhythm dances. Like, I thought it was all so good. Yeah, it and was just, fantastic. And I just, it made me so frustrated. And then you got to the free skates and. They retired. And then you went, maybe you should care a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) Time to care. Actually, take it back. You should care a little bit more. (laughs) Yeah. like I mean, so if we're talking free skates, obviously, right top of mind for me is June's free skate. And so it feels like, you know, not too long ago, it felt a little like rolling the dice when he'd be going into those first two quads. And if... In, if I remember thinking like watching him just a few years ago, it'd be like quad sow he's going to do or or he might come down short quad toe. I have no idea. And now I feel like he's turned a corner. The quad sow and the quad toe. I think those are the nicest jumps I've ever seen him do in his entire life. And they looked so easy and so effortless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's really turned a corner, too. He's he, I mean, it's a little like hay in. Totally. It's like it's contagious on the team, which I think is possible. Like they both were even, you know, and granted, this is the end of the season. This is when you should be at your very best in theory. But, you know, a year ago right now, I still would have said this is a hit or miss situation for him. Right. Every time. I mean, it's so nice because a few seasons ago, like he was third at the Grand Prix final and it felt like he was just sort of on the cusp of having that breakthrough world stage moment, which he did have at the world championships. And then which obviously, you know, he did. He was probably a little tired at this event. You know, he popped that second axle. Who really cares? Um, I'm sure he cares. Actually, I don't know. Maybe he uh, cares he, less. He got his he got his twelve points. He got his twelve points, so he's not caring about <laughs> and that. And his appearance right fee. Yeah. Okay. Never <laughs> never mind. He got his appearance fee. Wait, who do you think he's going to take to Outback Steakhouse with his appearance fee? Well, okay, so do you know I think I told you this once that um uh I wanna say maybe like ten years ago, maybe less than ten years ago, I actually gave June lessons when he was like in California. Uh-huh. I'm going to say maybe I gave him three lessons. Obviously, he's thinking about them constantly. Is so, this you hoping he'll listen to this and take you to Outback Steakhouse with his appearance fee? This is a formal request. Pay your bill. He paid it. He, I, <laughs> we, this is, he doesn't owe me any money, and I didn't teach him anything. So, But maybe he will. I don't know. But maybe he wants to give you a tip after all these years. <laughs> right. Maybe and it's, it's time. A bloom and onion. Yeah, maybe it's time for the student to teach the teacher. Me, I'm June's teacher. I out of the men's free skate, which by the way, June almost didn't win the men's free skate because Matteo Rizzo was so close to him. Yeah, and I just want to say, say it. I mean this in the nicest way possible. Okay. 
Matteo Rizzo is doing the Lord's work by stepping in and snatching away Daniel's weave while he is at that camp in Moscow. Yeah. Yeah, he really stepped up. And I up. really respect what he's doing right now. Every time he skates well and is the top Italian man, I'm like, thank you. Good. Yeah. And that's not me cheering against a skater, but it is me cheering against a coach. Yeah. And it's also like there's an open door, right? And he's stepping through it and stepping up, which is, um, which helps you cheering against a coach, <laughs> which I think is great. I don't yeah. think anyone's cheering for that said coach. I'll be Frank Carroll. Yeah. I'll be Frank Carroll. <laughs> you be Frank Carroll. <laughs> right. And I'll be. It's Harry Tutbaritza. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't want that. Wait. Did we talk about on this podcast, Daniil complaining about not having any music options on Spotify and iTunes because they're blocked in Russia now? Yeah. Which would make me think that's you've been using it. That feels the more surprising statement. You've been using that? That's what you've been using. Yeah, he he had all the music in the world basically available to him before now is what we're learning. Right. And that's the most surprising news of all. Well, what's so crazy is that I think when you search for 9-11 on Spotify, that's not the music that comes up, those tribute programs. I don't think that that's what happens. So that's why I'm thinking, I don't think you've been using Spotify. Yeah. He's using something that has 9-11 and Bolero, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a new platform. I think it's uh, Pandora. <laughs> I think that's... I think if you search... Actually, I don't... Don't quote me. I think if you search for that on Pandora, that does come up. So I think... If I you search think- 9-11 on Pandora, Bolero comes up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so does... uh Yeah. <laughs> so yep actually don't have anything to add to that <laughs> yeah that's exactly what comes up yeah no we didn't talk about that it's very important um i want to go back to mateo for a second um so when um i was a junior skater mateo's dad Walter, was one of my coaches um and i'm obsessed with Walter. he's one of my favorite people in the world he was an ice dancer right right so me and mateo were coached by ice dancers right okay um, I, in my mind, still, uh, see Mateo as like a nine-year-old kid that I would skate with. Obviously now he's a full-grown man winning prize money. So. I'm sensing a theme. You coach yeah. June. Well, I think the theme is, is that I'm, <laughs> I've the aged theme is out. You're older than everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, I think the theme is, is like, um, old man thinking he's still young, looking around, and then going, no, you're not. <laughs> Get a grip, grandpa. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. S- something about Mateo's skating I just find just so charming. I think what I love is he's not afraid to... I don't think the music... Like, Bruno Mars is great. He's a great singer. I don't think that this program is does really anything special. But... I think that Mateo is so not afraid to just kind of look up and smile and like, you know, Mm -hmm. in a very authentic way that I just I love watching him skate. And I hope that next season, now that he has like some really good skates under his belt from this year, I would love for him to have like a program that's has makes a little bit more of an impact 
because I think that he could find himself sort of in the mix in the in that like top 10 top six mix in the world yeah Mateo makes me feel relaxed totally because he seems relaxed always yeah and I think that that's such a good quality that can lend itself to almost any kind of program mm-hmm like he he should in theory because of that have a lot of range with what he can do well. Mm-hmm. So in addition to Bruno Mars. Right. In addition to Bruno Mars. And actually this is a message directed at Bruno Mars. I have one more thing I want to address. Yes. For a world team trophy. Mm-hmm. I saw well, not that it'll be the last thing, but I wrote this down. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of people talking about Maddie and Evan's scores at this event. Mm-hmm. And I know I already complained to you about this on the phone over the weekend. Yes. Where everyone was kind of up in arms about Maddie and Evan got the highest scores ever in both programs, mm-hmm. right? They beat the Papadakis and Cicerone highest previous highest scores. Yes. And I just think, I'm not saying who cares. I'm saying we shouldn't worry about this at all. Mm-hmm. Because A... We're at World Team Trophy. Right. First of all. B, all of these elements, not all of these elements, but a lot of the elements are worth more this season than they were last season. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't I don't know that everybody realizes that, but like the step sequences are worth more. The twizzles in the rhythm dance are worth more. Mm-hmm. The lifts are all worth more. And so every time something is worth more in the base value the GOE that you can get goes up too. Right. So when you factor both of those things in, I was looking at just some old protocols just to compare and they're getting like the same exact scores, like same levels and same GOE across the board as Papadakis and Cicerone got last year at Worlds on their Twizzles in the Rhythm Dance. Mm -hmm. I looked. Yeah. The exact same number of fours and fives Mm -hmm. and they level four on the Twizzles. And Maddie and Evan got almost a whole point more on that. Right. It really is not comparable, and people just need to relax. Yeah, it's not comparable, and also, like... People being me, I should relax. I'm going on a soliloquy about this. Yeah, I'm going, whoa, she is... (laughs) Everybody relax, and I have, like, notes on the scale of values. (laughs) Can everybody just chill out? Well, I think also the thing about scores, and we've talked about this before, is that, like, because you have a human judge giving the scores... And it shouldn't be like this. Like you should be like, in theory, a judge should watch somebody skate and go, oh, their skating skills are like at an 8.5 level, whatever. But like what ends up happening is that if you have a skater and you start out your scores and you start out in the first warm up, you start out and you have somebody who's like a skater in the event, you give them a six and they're in, you know the worst skater in the event, then you have to build on that. And so if you're building on that, you might progressively be going towards this skater who you said is an 8.5, you having to give them a 9.5. So it's just... Because you started too high. You started too high. And so, or you'll start too low and you'll have judges give scores that like, you know, a skater who's usually in the nines a seven because yeah. you started way low. Obviously, what I'm saying never happens, but it's like that fluctuation of like, it just depends on like, what's the, 
it depends on the mood of the event. It depends on how people are skating. It depends on how the first skater starts. So I think world records are well, so and like it's, subjective. It's all relative, right? Yes. I don't have all the scores in front of me from this particular event, but I'm always more of the mind of, okay, how many points better did I think that team skated than that other team? Yes. Are they separated by the right amount of points is what I'm thinking about more than what the threshold is of the very highest score. Yes. I think as long as the difference is appropriate. Yes. Between the teams, then that feels like a fairly scored event to me. Yes. It's just all relative. Maddie and Evan were, they did the best programs at this event. Yeah. And they were fantastic. And the scores reflect that. Right. Like comparing across years and eras is silly. It's yeah, like- it's so crazy. I mean, because even if you just think in singles, like the men's program is 30 seconds shorter and you're missing a whole jump. So how are you yeah. going to compare scores from then and now? And also when I skated, the GOE was only minus three to plus three. Obviously, I'm going, why was I not a world record skater? I'm trying to reason it to myself. And I'm going, <laughs> it, this is this is the reason when really I had the, the most amount of elements. I couldn't get plus fives. <laughs> that was it. That was actually kind of what held me back from be- being in the record books. And they yeah, write the that. Thir- the 13 element program. Mm-hmm. The five minute free and skate. Three point GOE scale. Yes, that's what it was. And <laughs> I'm sticking to that story. <laughs> um, what else? What else happened at World Team Trophy? I mean, of my notable things, I think that's those are the few things that s- stick out in in my mind. One, I think the skaters had a great season. They treated us to a really great day of like short programs. I think the mistakes that they made like at the end of the events and the free skates and stuff to be expected, still really good programs. It was a really fun event to watch. Still really good programs, still really good programs. And we didn't even mention the pairs, but great programs from the top two teams in pairs. Alexa and Brandon already said this was their last world team trophy. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Their reaction getting off the ice of the free skate. Yeah. I don't know where that stands for their overall future, but it's safe to say they won't be doing this in two years. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to see them have, you know, a nice moment at the end and, and to get the win and all of that. Yeah. No, I, I loved seeing that. Sad. Yeah. It made me sad because I'm like, I will help you, Alexa, continue <laughs> to skate. <laughs> I'll do anything. For me. But yeah, uh, yeah they, I'm glad I'm that they got them. to have that nice moment and she got to, you know, get off the ice right to Chris. It was just, it was very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Are we doing awards? Do you want to do awards this week or should we? Do you have someone that you'd like to give an award to? Um, not, uh, no, I wrote a lot of things down with question marks other than I did write that the Ashley Wagner, it's giving camp award should go should to, go Ashley, to Wagner, Ashley Wagner, not coming to her own podcast. <laughs> that is right. camp. And that is why it is. It, this award is named <laughs> after her. Yeah, this is why she gets her own award. I think um I would like to give the the not fake Sarah Hughes award of actually skating excellence. I think Hayin deserves this. Yeah. I think I mean she's the you know, other than outside of Ice Dance, mm-hmm. which I'm not saying it doesn't count, but outside of Ice Dance, she's the only one who did two clean programs. Yeah. Which this would be her third competition in I'm a row. Sure. Four yeah. continents, the world championships, and this one. 
And she, that was the grand finale of Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. Forever. Because now they're closing their doors. <laughs> they're closing their doors. It's off Broadway. Yeah. Um. All right. I love that. Congratulations to everyone and their awards. I still, I think um, in this summertime, we're going to really finalize. I, I've been sent a lot of really good suggestions about what we should name my award. So I think in the summer, we're going to finalize what that might be, what that might look like to a future generation of award recipients. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so... Even though we are not formally playing Fiercer Fluts, I do have a a little game. All right, I'm scared. Well, I was thinking to myself... As you do. It's April. It's exhibition season. It's show program season. Okay. I have pulled up your Wikipedia page. No. Okay. (laughs) Which is... Good. Long. It is long. It's long. It's a laundry list. (laughs) It's a to-do list. It's a to-do list of mistakes, Um, (laughs) of triumphs, of, yeah, it's long. It is quite a long thing to read. I want you to name as many of your exhibition programs Mm -hmm. as you can that are listed on your Wikipedia page. And I'll just, as a hint, the first year that they have exhibitions listed for you are 0607. 0607. Okay. When we believe. Because we believe. Okay. We'll sorry. give you credit. Thank you. Okay. I'll take a deduction on that. Um, but be, so because we believe, then 07. Choreo by Adam Rippon. Obviously. He's a good choreographer. He's listed a lot for these. Wasn't willing to pay for his show program. Oh, I was paying just emotionally, not physically. As somebody who was trying to budget out their career. Physically, is, but not financially. Right. Physically, not financially. Um, yeah, this this game is called Exhibitions on a Budget. Yeah. It's it's called Fierce or Financial. <laughs> um, what's scary is that we're talking almost 20 years ago. We're talking... A long time. 16 years ago. Yeah. Okay. 16. Okay. 16 years ago. Shut up. Because there are skaters who we will talk about next year who are older than these Adam Rippon originals. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I'm actually just sticking with the theme of you're older than everyone. (sighs) Okay. All right. So because we believe, then the next year, that's when I was like a local junior skater. Obviously, every local skater should skate to Andre Pacelli at least once to show <laughs> the disparity in, in quality. <laughs> yeah, you were, you were very into the classics as a local junior. Masquerade, Waltz, and the Nutcracker. Yeah. Competitive programs. Of course they were. And I had horrible costumes. If I could ever find a picture of them, I will delete it and not show it. <laughs> Okay, because we believe, then that would mean the next season was 0708. Um, so my exhibition was uh Pagliacci. That was that's one of them that's listed for that season. <laughs> I was so dramatic to have two. <laughs> okay, I skated to Pagliacci and 07. And did I also skate to Because We Believe Because We Believe that year as well? Mm-hmm. Okay, then don't tell me. Um did I skate to Fields of Gold for a second? No. 
Okay, but I did do that in a I club show not. once. Yes, I did. Of course I did it at a club show. I skated in jeans, oh, I remember. Oh, my God. Get over you it. defiled fields of gold with jeans? I was pretending I was walking through the fields in jeans. You were pretending to be Michelle Kwan in jeans. In Belize. <laughs> yes. All right, what was the second program? You don't want a clue? Okay, wait, was it... Um, Choreo by Nikolai. Okay, Digging on Me by James Brown or something? Yeah, because yeah, uh, I... Yes. Okay, because <laughs> I, did, <laughs> I did a show in Germany with a live band, and they sent me this piece of music that I had to skate to. Um, yeah, James Brown, the German classic. The, cla- the classically trained German singer, James Brown. Yes. Jason okay. Brown, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the German singer, Jason <laughs> Brown. Um, okay, so now we're in 0809. You have three programs listed for this season. Um, okay, I'm going to go Desperado. Yes. I'm going to go um, I'm Yours. Yes. And I'm going to go um, Make You Feel My Love. <laughs> yes, really good. Wait, did you wear a Jason Mraz? Fedora for the I'm Yours program. I think um, so. I, God, I know that I got this costume at H and M, and so I think there's a possibility. Which is actually where Jason Mraz got all his clothes as well. Yeah, and it's where Jason Brown gets his costumes. No, I'm kidding. He has beautiful <laughs> costumes. My costumes, on the other hand, were five dollars from H and M. Yes. Um. Yeah. So wait, I know why that. So. I'm Yours was my exhibition program the summer of that year. But then I was skating to, I needed, I got Desperado done because Nationals were in Cleveland that year. And um, I had real aspirations of being on the national podium. I did finish seventh. Um, yeah, so I needed that. And then I skated to that at Junior Worlds. And then I wanted to be really like dramatic. So usually they ask you to do an encore. And um, if you win, I won. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and in the encore, I was like, I'm not doing a piece of my short program. I want to be a professional. So I made up another program like in the warm up room to make you feel mm. my love because I am r- truly sick in the head. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, what year are we at? This now is, we're at 2009-2010. The exhibitions are going to start to get real fuzzy. Okay, I'm going to go 2009-2010. Cinema Paradiso? No. Close. I'm Yours. That's next year. Yeah, you still have I'm Yours, and there's a new one. Are you going to be my girl? Yes. Uh-huh. Which is a Freudian slip. Well. <laughs> okay, so then... I think then I started doing just one-offs. I don't think I had multiple show programs after Yeah, this. so I'll, we're going to skip 2010-2011 because it's all it's three repeats. It's yeah. I'm Yours, Are You Gonna Be My Girl, and Cinema Paradiso, which you guessed for last year. So 2011-2012, which I think, that, wasn't this the year you went to World Team Trophy? Yes. Staying on theme with our episode? Absolutely, yes. Show I have, program? I have no idea. A classic choreographed by... Adam Rippon. Oh, he is. So, he was so busy those years. <laughs> <laughs> he and Sergei Rachmaninoff were busy. Oh my God! Yeah, 
I skated to Piano Concerto number two. Yes. The classic exhibition, the classic, incredibly entertaining, feel good piece, (laughs) Rachmaninoff number two. I will say, let me just say. Please. I actually really like a pretty classical under spotlight gala program. I'm sorry. I was at. 2017 Worlds in Helsinki mm-hmm. and Carolina did Claire de Lune under the spotlights and it was totally mesmerizing. Mm-hmm. So was that choreographed by Adam Riffon? It, um, I don't know. It's hard to say because he was kind of giving lessons to like Jun Wa Cha and he was kind <laughs> of working with Matea Rizzo's father at the yeah. time. So he could have been doing that, I think. It's really, it's actually, it's impo- it's possible to think that he was doing choreography for famous Italian skater Carolina Costner. I wouldn't ask Carolina about it, but let's just kind of go with, I don't, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We don't. I don't. I do. <laughs> But I'll never okay. tell. All right. So that's now I'm 2013. 2012, 2013. Yes. Oh, my God. This is a song that I've never heard of in my life. Is it some? It's like some hokey pokey thing. Like um, anything for you? No. Okay. <laughs> I was feeling so good about that. <laughs> I have no idea. After Tonight. Oh, Justin Dezuka. Oh my God, that's a good song. Never heard it. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I actually did a really good job with this exhibition program (laughs) because I did do the choreography. Wait, I did do a good job. Yeah. Oh, that was a good one. Okay. Oh, I am sad that I forgot that. Okay. Okay. 13-14, Olympic season for some people. Right. Not me. Let's think like let's think of like some delusional idiot like okay what would you what would you do if you were like I'm going to the Olympics and then you didn't go what would be like gloriously stupid to do (laughs) I know wait I do know and I think it's like in my mind it's like Olympic (laughs) it's a Danny Hathaway song um shoot but I skated to the Elliot Yamin version from American Idol no this song is by Leon Russell. Then I have no idea. <laughs> what was Leon? It's called A Song for You. A Song for You. Yes. Well, I don't know what. I thought I skated to an Elliot Yamin version. That... I mean, that's possible. I'm not vouching for the exact accuracy of the Wikipedia page. Yeah. Well, this is suppo- this was supposed to be some like tearjerker. Well, when really it just it was, but for not it the was. reason. <laughs> not the reasons <laughs> I When intended. you were listening to it and you're dark room yeah (laughs) i'm my car back to the airport right back to lake arrowhead um okay then what year are we in now 2015 15 okay i skated to alone yeah all alone all alone okay yeah now 16 17 i think it was um 15 16 15 16 this is your national champion year i I remember the i think it was oh Coldplay. Yeah, that's the one that stands out to me. It says you also did Beatles medley as a show program at some point. No, this is like from your free skate. Yeah. And Whole Lot of Love by Led Zeppelin. Oh my okay, god. Okay, mask for mask. Wait, that's correct. <laughs> that's right. Wait. <gasps> wait. Oh my god, wait. No, I remember what happened. Choreo by Tom Dixon. Hell yeah. I paid money for that. 
Yeah, I remember. Oh, I remember that I wanted a program specifically. This is how you, like, I want you to know that, like, I've changed as a person since I've been a competitor, but, like, I haven't at all. The only thing that's different is I can see, like, a different version of myself. Like, I can see the in- insanity of a, of a human being through a different vessel, and that vessel used to be figure skating. And I wanted a program where I wouldn't bow. I would just walk off the ice. And I was like, that's what I want to do. And I was always too embarrassed just to walk off. Also, because when I would walk off, everyone would be really confused because I don't think I did it (laughs) in a way that was like convincing enough that like, oh, you're a bitch who's like not bowing. You weren't committed enough. Right. So I'd walk off for like two seconds and the music would still be going. And in my mind, it's just like, oh, that's so fierce. But what was really happening was like, I think people were like, did he forget something? <laughs> and I I didn't, but I always went back to the ice to bow, which is not bitchy. And then you were like, I did forget something to bow. To bow. I went, oh, the music's still on? Yes, yeah, so I did skate to that. And I think that's the end of my exhibitions. No, your career did not end in 2016. No, uh, some would say it just began. <laughs> <laughs> it had a renaissance. <laughs> Um, oh my god. Okay, so then Okay, sixteen seventeen, where you missed the second half of the season to your as Ashley would say, sprained ankle. Yeah. Broken foot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I remember so Stars on Ice, I skated to uh Diamond and I skated to the song Getaway. Mm-hmm. There's one more listed. My God. Think of a holiday. Easter. My funny Valentine. My funny Valentine. Oh, you know what? I am so silly for not thinking that I was making up exhibitions literally on the fly. Because I would sometimes get songs stuck in my head and I would just turn that song in, having no choreo done, um, and be like, this is what I'm skating to. And just make it up. And I would just have a joy skate. Yeah, so I did that a few times. So yeah, My Funny Valentine did make some cameos. Okay, and then there's one original exhibition in your final season in my final season diamonds carried over from the previous season yes you also did an exhibition that was basically your short program yes let me think about it i think because i did that uh uh, at stars on ice but yeah i did skate to diamonds and i will say i know some people were like you sang in the middle like you're an (laughs) idiot like why would you you're not even that good whatever fuck First of all, fuck off. And second of all. Yeah, if I could give a, a second Ashley Wagner It's Giving Camp Award this episode, it would be to you at <laughs> NHK Trophy singing and then leaving. Oh, I also sang at the Grand Prix final. <laughs> Speaking of girls being tired. <laughs> oh, wait. So I will tell you. So I was so afraid that I was going to get injured that year because I got when I broke my foot in that like before that season started, it was on nothing. So I was so scared I was going to get hurt, like being tired after the competition. I was like, I don't want to skate. I don't want to skate. And I also was trying to think of like, what's something so ridiculous that I could do? So I had this version like made for me to sing to because I thought I was Star Andrews. Um, And so I was like, wait, I'll just sing it. And so I would stand in the middle and just sing it instead of skating the exhibition because I was like, I don't want to skate the the exhibition. I don't want to get hurt. But you had to be in the exhibition to get your prize money. So in Japan, they loved it. I think they also hated it and had a lot of the same kind of feelings of, did he forget something? And I did. (laughs) 
<laughs> to skate. <laughs> to skate. Choreography. Yeah, that's how it all. That's how it all kind of came together and ended. Okay, so what's the other program? There's, I like I said, there's one original program in this that's not either of those. Oh, um, I think I have no idea. She has a residency in Vegas. Oh my God! Wait, yes, I skated to. Um, so it was Adele. Adele. Yeah. Um, Remedy. Remedy. Oh, I would have never remembered that. But yes. So wait. I was going to skate to, um, what was that song that everybody skated to that year from, what was it, that circus movie? Oh, Never the Enough. Greatest Showman. The Greatest Showman. So I was going to skate to something from that, but I- Yeah, and it was like, this is me. Or- this is me. Yes, I was yeah. going to do that, which was very original. Um, and Brady Tunnell was skating to it, and so I had to change my music. Wait, did somebody tell you you had to? Yeah, I submitted it after Brady. So Brady oh. had first dibs on them. It wasn't like we all submitted it together and they were like, Brady gets it, you don't, bitch. <laughs> Brady submitted it when they That's asked for the music. what I was imagining. I mean, they could have done that and they should have done that if that were the case. But what happened was Brady submitted the music exactly when they asked for it. I submitted it one week before Stars and I started and they went, Brady's skating to it. And I went, got it. Here's Adele. <laughs> 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 so that's how I ended up skating to Remedy by Adele. And that's the game. Whew. What a... Yay. Yay. Congratulations. And good luck to all those skaters out there remembering their self-choreographed show programs this month. Yes. You're going to be great. And um, you're going to be busy making a lot of programs for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and for Carolina Costner. Yeah. She you, might call. You don't know when she's going to call. You have nobody. That's kind of a golden rule of you never know when Carolina Costner is going to call. Yeah. Um, Sarah, that's it for the run through. I'm going to say I, I missed Ashley, but I hope that we did her proud. Yeah. Well, well I'm sure she'll let us know. <laughs> 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 Not usually shy with her opinions. <laughs> no. So, no, she will we'll let us know. We'll find out if we let her down or not. Um, so Sarah, do you want to talk about what we have planned for this summer? What do, what do we have planned? Let's go through what we're thinking since it is is the end of the season. Sarah, take it away. (laughs) This season. Um, this, I'm taking this season away. away. I'm throwing it out. (laughs) Um, okay. So we're going to take the month of May off Mm -hmm. from the podcast. Um, and I, you know, we're going to really enjoy these exhibition programs. Yeah, I want to. So month of May is nothing. So about six to seven weeks, probably, with no episodes after this. And then we'll be back and do our plan is to do two episodes a month for June, July and August. And then when we get back into the fall, we'll be back at more of a weekly clip Mm-hmm. as the skating comes back, as competition comes back. But we have, I think the episodes of the summer will be fun. I think they will be fun. And, um, you know, we're going to do a few interviews. We're going to play a lot more games because I'm sure you're sitting on the in your seat or you're in your car right now. You're going, wow, it was so entertaining to listen to Adam talk about exhibitions from 2006 for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it was so worth it. And, and if you thought that was worth it, just wait. <laughs> So, yeah, we're going to do some interviews. I think, you know, I've already talked to um, a former student of mine. I've only had one. Junwa Cha. No, Mariah Bell. And um, so we'll have Mariah. We'll have a few other interviews. We'll play some games. 
Um, but yeah, we'll start up in June. We'll do every other week. Then we we'll get into the Grand Prix. We'll get right into the nitty gritty. We thank you so much. This is kind of, sort of like our first season. Yeah, it was short. We only did the second half. We kind of pulled a Jason Brown with this podcast of only doing the second half of the season. Um, yeah. And then show programs. And then show programs, <laughs> which is that's very, very, <laughs> very true. Jason. Yeah, very Jason. Um, so thank you so much. And we're so excited to get started um, on this summer. We've been having a lot of fun. Thank you so much for reaching out. Um, I know Ashley and Sarah and myself, we've all loved hearing from everybody. Please continue to reach out. Let us know what you'd love for us to talk about or who you'd love to hear on the podcast. Um, make sure you subscribe. You can subscribe on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts. Again, we love hearing from you. You can reach out to me on Instagram. I'm at at a rip. You can reach out to Ashley at Ash Wagner 2010, the famous year she didn't go to the Olympics. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was a time in, in, in history where we, we chose years just on things that we wanted to happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, reach out to us. Reach out to Sarah too. Sarah uh, um, is also on Instagram. Um, where can they find you on Instagram, Sarah? That's so true. I am on it. Yeah. Sparingly. <laughs> Legally. Um, yeah, I'm uh, Sarah Hughes 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not Sarah Hughes NYC, which is the Olympic <laughs> champion. <laughs> I mean, you could write to her too. Actually, we should have her on. We should have her on. Wait, that would be so fun. Oh, yeah, I would love that. Yeah, so everyone take the month off with us, rest up, and come back in June for fun interviews and us doing the topics that you're sending us. Yes. So that's what we want to do over the summer. Yeah, get ready. And we'll talk program announcements and everything else. Coaches we're cheering against. Yeah. And for. I can't wait. Against and for. And um, yeah, reach out. We love you guys. And um, as my coach always told me, and as he would tell Sarah if Sarah were the real Sarah Hughes and his students. Yeah, even though he never spoke to me. No, and he never will. (laughs) But if he did, he would say, come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. (laughs) Bye, guys. We'll see you in a month. Bye, everyone.